Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. On Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Um, so like when you um, pay a compliment to somebody, sometimes people think, oh, well, it's veiled or you're just, you know, patronizing or sometimes it's sometimes it's a true honest compliment and then there's those times when like a a place or a school that you really don't care for has some really really cool things and you just have to admit it and go well that's impressive and then that that when it's that's when it's like the most genuine I think it's like when you compliment um, somebody that you like really don't like Man, I got I got to tell you, um, some things they've got going on at K State, just facilities wise, just that I observed, just in my brief little time in Manhattan over the weekend, it's pretty impressive. Their their new uh, football building on the east side of the stadium, uh, they've just opened it, um, and uh, and it's beautiful. And their old football indoor building, they're going to convert that to uh, for the track guys and gals so i don't know that they're doing i don't know what they're doing with it if they're going to put an indoor track in and i don't know if it's big enough for that like to like to host things but mm-hmm. they're going to use it for their facility but man their their new um their new football indoor facility i didn't go in it just looking at it from the road it looks spectacular i mean it really and, and they've done some really really nice things around their campus i mean it, it looks it looks really really good i mean just uh i didn't really and then their other thing they're doing is they're building a volleyball complex right by the baseball stadium. So in that parking lot there, right by, you know, on the on the west side of football, and then the basketball arena is right there, the Bramlage Coliseum is right there. Um, they're building a specific facility just for volleyball. Mm, good for their volleyball program. Yeah, good for their volleyball program. So anyway, that's my that's my two cents on, uh, on K-State from over the weekend. And... Uh, Looks like they've dressed up Bramlage inside just a little bit. They had a nice crowd. They had four thousand people at the ball game on uh, on Saturday, so they had uh, had a good had a good crowd there, and and uh, they, you know had it was uh, it was loud. Uh, There's this guy sitting behind me, man, alive. He was screaming at the officials. This old man. Uh, I mean, just usually I don't hear people, but this guy was like right right in my ear, right behind me, just. Screaming! I looked back at him a couple times, and thinking, "Going, man, I hope they got a defibrillator in this place because, and if you go down, <clears throat> you may not get back up." Was it stew? It was not. It was not. It was, was not, not stew. It was not stew. No, it was not. We had uh, Adam as a bus driver, and uh, Adam had a, had a, had at least one stew moment. Uh, we struggled. We struggled getting to the basketball arena on Friday night for shoot around. I kept going to the wrong side. Kept making a wrong turn. But uh, sounds like you should have had Stu. No, mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 Stu. Stu, put, Stu would have never messed that up. Stu, uh, Stu, Stu would have. He would have. He would have had a pregame talk, and we were we were all in one with Stu as pregame talk. So no more, no more Stu. Stu is uh, Stu is not to be seen or heard from. I don't think again, as far as uh, Lady Raiders are concerned. 
There you go. 6.34 this morning here on the morning drive. What did you make of your Buffalo Bills yesterday, Jamie? Man, they uh, they had quite the exciting game there in the second half and towards the very end with the the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins looked like they were going to get blown out early, and uh, that was not the case. It uh, came down to the very end. Uh, Sloppy, sloppy, sloppy. Yeah. Yeah, Josh Allen was not good. And usually when, I mean, when he's bad, he's really bad. You know, so, and that that felt like that was one of those games. Looked like a team that um, maybe had overlooked the Dolphins and, you know, just maybe the focus wasn't there for the week. But, you know, you play anything like that against the Bengals and you have no shot. So Bengals are a much better team than the Dolphins are, especially with their third-string quarterback. Yeah, I don't, I don't know which side of the ball you want to say played worse. I know you scored 34 points, but you had all those turnovers, and mm-hmm. defensively you give up 31 to uh, third-string quarterback. Right. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen, 23 of 39, 352 yards, three touchdowns, but two interceptions, and also had a fumble in the ball game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dolphins, man, I don't know what I don't know what their deal was, and maybe maybe it is a like you said, third string quarterback because Tua Tagovailoa was out with a concussion. Teddy Bridgewater uh, was injured. Skyler Thompson went eighteen of forty five, two hundred and twenty yards, two early interceptions, had a touchdown, but they they took forever snapping the football, getting out of the huddle, snapping the football, and at the end it cost them because you know they're trying to come up with a score late and they get a delay of game call and then on. On fourth down, they almost, you know, almost convert. But I mean, they they really put themselves in in a bad spot with just their their time management. Yeah, their coach said that they thought they had the first down, and yeah, I heard that. And so they were designing a first down play, and then they realized no, they were short, and instead they had a fourth down play to design, and that's where they got caught in trouble. That's why they got hit with the delay of the game. Yeah, what well, they were. They were third and one at the Miami 48, and they basically they ran it off the left side and no gain. And apparently upstairs, somebody said, "Hey, we got the first down." So they're now they're like you said, they're trying to come up with a different play. But they, but that was a problem all game long for them. You know, it seemed like you get up there and like three, two, and you're like snap the ball or hike the ball or whatever. But um, Anyway, they come out with the uh, they come out with a victory. Uh, the other games from yesterday, and they were all, I thought they were all extremely good. I mean, I we watched a lot of football yesterday. Uh, the uh, the Giants go on the road and they beat the Vikings thirty one to twenty four. Man, Daniel Jones looks really good, Jamie. That was that was like a coming out party for Daniel Jones. It felt like that was, you know, really. I, I thought Brian Dable's scheme of. You know, using him as a runner more was something that he did a lot with with Josh Allen in Buffalo, and uh, he's using Daniel Jones like that now. And I think that kind of threw the Vikings off a little bit. He had a big day running the football. Mm-hmm. He had like seventy eight yards, seventeen carries, seventy eight yeah. yards. Yeah, and and uh, over three hundred through the air. I mean, just Joe. We've seen Jones time and time again over the last couple of years be an injury not injury prone but interception prone quarterback, and he took care of the football. Uh, Giants made plays, and and what we've seen is that Vikings defense not any good. Yeah. Okay, they won a ton of close games, and it was really about the their offense getting it done. And 
Um, Giants took advantage. I, th- I felt like it was a game that was that could have been a good one. That was that they had a shot to pull the upset off, and sure enough, they did. Uh, Giants move on. They win 31-24. Daniel Jones, 24 of 35 for 301 yards uh, in the ball game. Uh, as far as the Giants are concerned, they put up 431 yards of total offense on the day and um, had a total of 28 first downs. They were 7 of 13 on third down, 2 of 2 on fourth down. Uh, in the red zone, they were successful three out of four times, penalized five times, but, you know, the Vikings only penalized three times. It feels like we're seeing more and more teams kind of go for it on fourth down, and I don't I don't know what the numbers are. They're, it's probably not, but I think we're just more, seems like we're more and more aware of that just because of the number of times Texas Tech went for it on fourth down this year. Or it seems like we're seeing that more. I think the analytics are telling everybody that you should go for it more. You like that? On fourth down. I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't hate it. I mean, just I, I, I don't want to always follow analytics, though. I don't want to always follow the book. Okay. You got to know what your team's capable of. You got to know the situation, mm-hmm. the game. You got to, you got to know if you're good in short yarded situations, all the above. I, I just don't always go by the book. And in the late game last night, twenty four seventeen, Bengals over the Baltimore Ravens, and uh, the ninety eight yard scoop and score. After it looked like uh, the Ravens were going to score. I don't think he even had to scoop. I think it, just kinda, he took it out of the air. Yeah, I just like saying scoop and score. But it, you're right, it was out of the air. It, was, yeah, it, was, it kind of popped up in the air. He likes saying it, even if it's not true. As awesome as it was, they were a fingertip away from tie game. Yeah. No, no. And I do mean a fingertip at the end of the game from no, tie no, game. No, no, no doubt. That was a, I mean, that guy that rumbled down the sideline, I mean, he, he had some speed to him. Hubbard. I mean, he went 98 yards. He was worried about getting caught from behind, but they didn't run him down from behind, Jamie. No, he had a head start and just took off. Boy, a lot of questions about the Baltimore Ravens. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It is Monday, January the 16th, and here is Jeff McGuire. If you've been traded in baseball or whatever sport. Mm -hmm. You like to think that you're going someplace you're wanted, right? (laughs) Like, that's the goal. Like, they traded for you. Sure, because the other place didn't want you. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, on this day in 1905, baseball outfielder Frank Hoosman completes his eighth transaction in eight months. Mm. So eight different teams wanted him in eight months. Or eight different teams didn't want him. I'm going to choose to focus on the positive side that eight teams did. Okay. <laughs> At least that's how I would have to handle that kind of situation. 1952, I'm so glad they did this. The U.S. Standard Board clear Stan Musial to get $85,000 salary. So glad they approved that. Like, that's a great use of government resources to make sure a Major League Baseball player can earn his contract. Nineteen sixty, Detroit Red Wings uh, uh, Gordy Howe scores a goal and an assist in his eight hundred and eighty eighth career game in a three one win over Chicago. He becomes the NHL all time leading scorer with nine hundred forty seven points, passing Montreal's Maurice Richards, or just Richard, no S. Richard, Richard. Hey, he's not even third anymore. So yeah, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw hockey a bone here. Uh, 1966, Chicago is granted an NBA franchise to be named the Bulls. They I wonder become, why they came up with the Bulls. 
the uh, commodities market, my guess. Okay, that's what, that's what I was going to say, too. Uh, they became the third NBA franchise in the city after the Chicago Stags from 46 to 50 and the Chicago Packers slash Zephyrs, who are now the Washington Wizards mm. from 46 to 50. It's mm. interesting since Michael Jordan went to play for them. That is why I left that little nugget in there, yes. 1970, NFL realigns into three divisions from four divisions. So they went from more divisions to fewer divisions. I found that interesting. 1988, the St. Louis Cardinals announced they're going to move to Phoenix. And in 2020, newly appointed manager Carlos Beltran and the New York Mets mutually agreed to part ways because of the role he had in the Houston Astros sign-stealing scandal. He is the third manager forced out of a job as a result of the allegations. I kind of feel like that he bore one of the bigger brunts of that deal. Of that scandal. Has the GM gotten a new job? What's he doing? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Uh, because the manager, back managing again after his one-year suspension, mm-hmm. Beltron was just starting his managerial career and now seems a little bit untouchable. Yeah. So I think that all plays into your point that you know, um, he has really been punished pretty hard for that, and maybe harder than others. Maybe not. Maybe he and he and the GM equally. Yeah. But AJ Hinch kind of he got okay. I served my one year, and now I'm coaching somewhere else. Right. Right. And and it seems like the the players who can still play are playing. They yeah. are still playing. It'll be interesting to see how guys are. Um, when it comes Hall of Fame time, mm-hmm. and I mean, obviously, uh, I, I mean it's going to affect some different than others, and you know how how they, you know, owned their part of it, and how they didn't own their part of it, and some guys did, and some guys didn't, and I think that'll affect how they're they're thought of by the idiots that run the vote for the Baseball Hall of Fame. And I mean that in all honesty. Do you think those guys, the, the, let's just say the guys that you think are Hall of Fame worthy, do you think that will keep them out? I think it's possible with some of them. Um, I, I, I mean, I think the guys that admitted it and owned it, I think are fine. I think the guys that didn't, I don't know if they're going to get the benefit of the doubt. It is National Fig Newton Day. How do you feel about the Fig Newton? It's okay. I can eat one. I don't eat, ever eat more than one. Yeah, it's been a while since I've had a Fig Newton. I'm I'm kind of with you. I think yeah, one. But one, I like it. It's okay. Pringles, I can't eat just one. Uh, but Fig Newtons, I think one is usually kind of tides me over for a few years. Mm-hmm. It's also International Hot and Spicy Food Day. Okay. I like hot food, not spicy. <laughs> Happy birthday. I, I just don't understand the people that love, I mean, you do you, right? But like the really extremely hot wings. 
and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, give me water. I got to have water. I mean, like, yeah, that's I'm, painful. I'm with you on that. Why do you put yourself through that? Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, why does eating have to be a challenge? Mm-hmm. But again, if that's what you find fun or that's, you have at it. But man, I can never do that. Yeah. I'm such a sissy with that stuff. Happy birthday to Kate Moss, who's 49. James May, 60. Debbie Allen is 73. Albert Pujols is 43. John Carpenter, 75. Joe Flacco, 38. Joe Horn, 50. And Dr. Laura is 76. Wow. Mm-hmm. And on this day, I got three things for you in history. 1919, the 18th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, prohibiting the manufacture, sale, or transportation of intoxicating liquors or beverage uh, purposes, is ratified by the uh, number of states, uh, by the required number of states on this day on 1919. Let's go ahead and give the country to the gangsters. 19, uh, excuse me, 1605, groundbreaking novel Don Quixote is published often credited as being the first novel. And on this day in 1991, the war that started over dinner. Pearl, uh, not Pearl Harbor. Uh, the Persian Gulf kicked off at 7 o'clock tonight in 1991. Wow. And that is the Sports History. Uh, this popped up on my news feed. Uh, today in 1983, the World Mixed Doubles Tennis Championship took place. The dream team of Jimmy Connors and Chris Everett win the final against Roscoe Tanner. Remember him, Jamie? I do not. Okay, he was a really good player. I mean, he was a really he was a really good player, but with the great players that were there with McEnroe, Borg, Connors, um, uh, he he was a guy that finished second, third, fourth a lot of times. But he won a lot. Of, he won a lot of matches. Uh, Andre only, Jaeger was his uh, tennis partner. Only Roscoe, I remember, is on the Dukes of Hazard. Okay. Okay. That was uh, P. Coltrane. For yes, Russell P. Coltrane. Paying attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Astro GM that we were trying to think of, uh, Jeff Lunau. Yeah, that's him. Uh, and I don't think he is uh, doing anything with baseball. There's, he, he's uh, still in sports, but he's he's not uh, he's not in baseball anymore. He's been an investor in a in a sports or, uh, organization. So anyway. Um, that uh, so for him, I mean, it was uh, the end of his baseball career, and he had quite uh, an extensive one. But at any rate, that's uh, that's on him. And like you said, AJ Hinch is now uh, is back in it. Uh, Six fifty-four this morning here on the morning drive. We Thanks should probably for- also mention uh, Roscoe, Texas, just down the road. So down the road a ways, but that's another Roscoe in Texas. Yes, yes, that's fair. Had not. Uh, we don't want to upset anybody down there. Not aware of Roscoe, Texas, so I apologize mm-hmm. for that. Are you? Yep. Okay. Yep. Right. Uh, somebody says this: Roscoe Tanner, lefty with a big serve. Yeah. You know, he was. He hate him. Because he had a big serve, or because he's left-handed. I I hate playing against lefties with big serves, man. They're just they're just hard. And take you out wide. Did you uh, win any tennis championships this weekend? I did not. Okay. I did not. Thought of a, I thought of you yesterday. I wondered if it was too windy to play outdoors yesterday. Uh, we um, we were outside for a little while and had to had to move it inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was, in fact, too windy to go to the dog park yesterday. So Indy it and was. Just, okay. Indy and I stayed home and chased around each other around the apartment. Okay. Okay. 
And it was uh, it was not windy enough uh, to not watch football. To not watch football, right? <laughs> My eyes were stinging by the end of the evening last night, though. Yeah, you, know you fixed that problem. <laughs> How's that? Turn TV off. Yeah, well, I just I just couldn't, and there wasn't dug on it. There wasn't a fourth game on last night after uh, the Bengals and the Ravens. Oh, oh. no! All right. That thing ended at 10.30 last night. I'm good. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Take your thoughts and comments this morning on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to DoubleT97.3.com or the mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank. All right, Jeff, how's your cowboy meter this morning? Oh, boy. <laughs> you feeling you feeling it this morning? Are you feeling like Tom Brady's going to get his 10th win against the Cowboys? I mean... Or se- excuse me, he's 7-0 and against the Cowboys. I, I saw the news about the, the Georgia coach and player this weekend, and that was extremely sad. Um, I saw the Red Raider basketball team... <laughs> Lose this weekend to Texas by Where two, and that going? was sad. Okay, no um, idea. <laughs> I saw the Lady Raiders win this weekend. Mm-hmm. I did not see anything that told me the Cowboys are going to win tonight. So, okay, I'm still in the same place I was last week. But I could have missed something, like Dak Prescott hurt his thumb and won't be playing, so Cooper Rush has to start because he won't throw the pick six to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the third quarter of the game. It'll be a seventeen to ten win, but it would in fact be a win. Can the Cowboys get to Tom Brady before he gets rid of the football? You would think so. Yeah, their offensive line's a little bit banged up. Mm-hmm. His release, Brady's release, is off. Obviously, very good. Um, but yeah, you would you would think so. You would again. You would think so, but it has been proven more times than we should count that that doesn't happen when it comes to Tom Brady. Yeah. Cowboys. He, he knows how to avoid Michael. He's the only one in the league that knows how to do it. Cowboys are 12 and five. Tampa Bay is eight and nine. Cowboys actually favored by two and a half points uh, in this, in this football game. So, I mean, Cowboys this year are seven and one against the spread in the last eight games. Following an against the spread loss. So, I and you know I'm, I'm not going to get into all that, but I'm, but I'm, but the bottom line is this: Can Dak Prescott take care of the football against the Tampa Bay defense? I think the resounding answer that we have heard this season is the answer to that question is no. <laughs> he missed five games and tied for the lead in interceptions in the league. He's definitely been. Turnover prone. There's no no question about that. And Are all of them his fault? Probably not. Well, definitely not. But I mean, the one that ended the Jags game was was not his fault. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it uh, if you don't throw that many, you don't have that many problems. It it's it's weird, but it it just seems like here lately, in any of the games that I watch, the uh, and I don't know if it's the defensive backs are getting better or hitting more. It just seems like the there's more um, interceptions that are either A, on the receiver, or B, uh, caused by a defensive back who hits a receiver or pops him in a certain way where the ball pops up and the and the trailing defensive back or linebacker or whatever 
gets gets the football. It just seems like we're seeing more of that. And I don't know, I don't know if that's just recency bias, if that's if that's actually there, or if anybody else is even noticing that. I I mean, we're definitely seeing it, but I remember seeing it over the course of watching football over my life. So yeah, I'm. It would be hard to gauge if. If we're seeing more or not, I mean, you watch a lot more than I do. Nobody's so. nobody's nobody's doing the numbers on that. It just it just seems like that. Uh, it's like man, even in the uh, in the games yesterday, there were a number of times where the ball pops up and is like, you know, the guy's right there. I mean, heck, even in the even in the Ravens Bengals game last night, fourth and long, and and the Ravens still have a shot. Uh, there's a there's a hail mary thrown into the end zone, and a Baltimore receiver after after it was all said and done, had his had the ball hit his hands in the end zone would have been a spectacular ending uh, of a football game. Much it was much like the play a, a million years ago when Jim Harbaugh was coach was was quarterbacking the Indianapolis Colts, and I think it was against Pittsburgh. He throws that hail. Throws that hail mary in the end zone, and they damn near catch it. Yeah, and they would have gone on to the Super Bowl if uh, if that ball had been uh, been completed. Yeah, uh, the receiver last night had been, you know, about a half step farther. You know, had his hands a little bit lower. I mean, the ball, you know, skips through the receiver DB in front of him, and mm-hmm. I mean, he's able to kind of dive down with his hands and get his fingertips on it, but. Uh, it was it was would have been a spectacular catch by him. Yeah. To Wouldn't quote I? Al Pacino in uh, Any Given Sunday, the inches we need are everywhere, and that was an inch <laughs> that they needed. I didn't know what. Probably a couple of them. I didn't know which uh, Al Pacino movie you were gonna gonna quote there. It's one of the few lines from that movie I can quote on air. Okay. <laughs> Do you? Uh, are you a uh, Al Pacino fan by by nature? Well, he's a really good actor. Oh, I know, I know. That's why I'm asking. I just would, didn't know if you had one. I mean, was... I'm not like rushing out to watch every movie he's that he puts out, mm-hmm. but I find every time I watch him in a movie, I enjoy it. Okay, is there is there one that just one that's your favorite? Probably "Scent of a Woman" would be my favorite because um, he plays such a fun character. Although, if I don't say the Godfather series in this one, I'm probably getting yelled at by somebody. How about Dog Day Afternoon? That's a good one. Yeah. Um, Scarface probably should be up there, too. Right. Although, I'm not as high on Scarface as others are. Okay. Uh, Josh says this. He says, my sources <laughs> my sources say Dallas has been keeping their calls extremely vanilla the last four weeks. I think this is sarcasm. To keep an advantage in the playoff. My source is my hope. LOL. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, We get this from the Yates Lawrence Center. I don't think he would have held things back against the Eagles trying to win that game (laughs) and give you a shot at the number one seed. Uh, this I'm predicting that Dak will throw two interception. One of them will be a pick six. Uh, Shelley says this: not yelling at you, but yes, the Godfather is the only answer there. I just love his character in Scent of Woman. Like the, I don't even know how to describe a former military guy, blind and at 
you think he's the jerk the entire movie, but he gives you so many hints that he's not a jerk that he that he's the guy you want on your side. Mm-hmm. And then you get the the whatever courtroom thing that was at the end in the private school. Um, and it's got some of my favorite lines in that. That it's just a fun, he's a fun character. Yeah, I, I agree with everything Jeff said there. Everything. Now, Godfather, much better movie. Yeah, I like that character better. So let me ask you this. Who who has more pressure on them today? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are they playing with house money, hosting at 8 and 9 with a quarterback that's won 7 Super Bowls and a and a team that has recently won one or the Cowboys who haven't won a postseason game on the road since 1992 and they've never beaten Brady. Um he's 7 and 0 against them. I don't. Uh, I'm not a fan of the whole house money thing. When we get to the playoffs, okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, this is. They just won the Super Bowl not too long ago, right? Right. They have Tom Brady as their quarterback. You think they went into the season going, "Hey, man, as long as we make the playoffs, we're good." I mean, we're going to call that a win. Sure. We're going to call that a great year. No, I, I understand right? that, but I mean that. And do you think the Dallas Cowboys in any way, shape, or form are like, hey, man, as long as we get to the playoffs, we're good. I mean, if we lose to Brady, I mean, it's Tom Brady. We don't really, it doesn't matter. No, Nobody's playing with house money. Okay. Yeah, you've never really liked the house money comment. I'll, I'm going to stop using that. I'm going to add that to well, my list. Well, do you think it makes sense here? No, I think it does, but I also think You it think makes, it does? I, Which one is playing with house money? I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing to some degree with house money because I don't think the expectation is uh, an 8-9 and nine football team is going to advance very far in the playoffs. I think you're crazy. Okay. I think they were a major disappointment in the regular mm-hmm. season, somehow found their way in, mm-hmm. okay, but they are not playing with house money. You're just now determining that I'm crazy. I I think that is a – I don't think you're crazy. I think that was a crazy comment you just made. Okay. I don't think you really even believe that. <laughs> well, Tom Brady is their quarterback. Right. I mean, they, they won the Super Bowl two years ago, and they're like, hey, as long as we get to the playoffs, we're good. We're good. No, I don't think that. I just, we can lose a home, a home playoff game. Yeah, that's cool. I just cool. don't think there's as good. much pressure on them as there is on the Cowboys. I mean, I may be completely crazy on that. Uh, to be Zay, fair to Chuck, he thinks Mike McCarthy's going to get fired today after the loss. Uh, Zay says this, 38-24, boys. Uh, Jamie's got a question of the day next. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, what you uh, what you got for us? I had a lot bouncing around today. I, I initially was going to ask you guys which was the what was your favorite game of the NFL weekend because I thought there were a lot of them, but mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll skip that one. We maybe discuss later or whatever. But I one really wanted to go to men's basketball, and I think. Again, not a moral victory and all that, but I think everybody came out of Saturday you know, disappointed that didn't get the win, but at the same time, just feeling better about things, okay? Okay. And I definitely did. And so I guess I'll, I want to ask you guys, what, what about Saturday did you like the most? I, I like the fact that Fardos Amac played – 29 minutes of basketball and scored 12 points and got five rebounds for you. Um, I like that you had a chance to win at the end. Um, I mean, I hate that you gave up a, you know, nine point, half point time lead. And like you said, a, a, 
a 12-point lead, I guess, at one point in time in the first half. Um, I, I just like the fact that you responded from a just absolute beatdown the other night in Ames and put yourself in a position with an opportunity to win. Again, it's no moral victory, but, you know, it probably probably would have been, I'm not going to say easy, but it probably wouldn't have been a surprise because they were, they were a top 10 team. They're ranked 10th in the country if they'd have beat you by 15 or 20 points. Okay. I would like to say something different than what Chuck just said, but he said all the things I was thinking of. Um, I think that we both think that way, so come up with something different. Yeah. Um, I liked them getting up by 12 on the road, which is, even though they ended up losing it, uh, from that they were outscored by 14 points the rest of the way at that point, the, the fact that you didn't just give up, like you could have. The, the this was I don't want to say it's a turning point game, but if they this game had gone the other direction, this absolutely could have been. Oh well, we're on the road and we're in top ten team, and no one expects us to do anything. When you sit over here, kick the can. We didn't get that, so you you went in there and gave them everything they wanted. Okay, so definitely agree with what you guys are saying. Um, I think the moment where I was really the most excited was after you gave up the lead. I think in my mind it said, "Oh boy, this okay, this is gonna it's gonna get it's ugly gonna the rest. Yeah. It's gonna get ugly the rest of the way." Okay, we've kind of ran out of gas, and um, now we've been we've been punched in the mouth and. You know, let's see how this team responds because they didn't respond on Tuesday night against Iowa State, and they did. So even after things had been going well, and then things turned and they were going poorly, you, you still you still battled. And so I I, th- I thought that was really cool. I, I thought that was a sign of a team that that really that that cares and and is not mailing it in. The other thing that I loved in this game, and I thought it was a major reason why you got out to the the 12-point lead in the first half, I just loved the aggression from Jalen Tyson. I mean, I, I feel like this guy's talented, and at times he's just on the court, I mean, just not a factor at all, like non-existent. And I just felt like he there was extra motivation for him. I don't know if it's because... He was playing at a school that he was playing against a school that he was playing for last year at this time, or not, I guess not at this time, but you know what I mean? Yeah. He started his career with, with Texas. I don't know, but I want to see that kind of aggression and that kind of effort from Jalen Tyson more because I think he's capable of it. And I think it makes you a much better team when he's playing like that. Okay. Uh, Pop Isaacs, uh, I mean, he continues to impress, too. Yeah, no, I, I think, that unfortunately for him, his 23 points and aggressive play and uh, taking big shots and doing all the above, we kind of gloss over it because mm-hmm. we've now come to expect it from yeah. him, right? So, As a freshman. Ho-hum, another 23 points from Pop Isaacs and five three-pointers and all that good stuff. Yeah, um, he's special. Um, and really enjoying watching him play, no doubt. But it's it's getting help for Pop, right? I mean, Tyson did it. Davion Harmon, uh, been been ple- really pleased with him over the last two or three games. But Banner and Obach- uh, <laughs> Obacho. Obacho and Banner. <laughs> Banner and Obacho. 
<laughs> oh wow, that just happened. Uh, Bacho and O'Banner. I mean, two guys. I just feel like we need way more consistency from. Right. Yeah. I mean, coming into the season, we thought this was Kevin O'Banner's squad, right? Mm-hmm. And the season started, and Daniel Bacho was all Big Twelve first teamer. Yeah. And now you're playing Big Twelve games where he doesn't score. And I mean, I again, I know he was sick there for a while, and so all of Big Twelve play pretty much. He's been, you know, trying to recover from that. But Big Twelve play has been a disaster for Daniel Bacho. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan in Dallas uh, earlier this morning said, with regard to Bacho, at the first of the game, the TU players, he says, were trying to grab his dislocated finger. I'm sure that made him mad. Then a constant pulling the like a like a constant pulling the chair out from under him, still learning. Um, so I don't know about that, um, but yeah, you can't have him go scoreless, right? Yeah, and I think he the 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 text around the chat line here said love seeing Bacho play with anger, hated that he couldn't keep the aggression in check and channel it properly. If we had him on the court more could have been the difference. I, I agree with all of that. You you could see he was bothered by what was going on. Um, there was a whole lot, lot of trash talking going on, and Bacho was completely affected by it. His, I don't know, he, I mean, his his motor was running in a in a negative way. Um, so he's just got to be able to, to handle that a little bit better. How, how did you feel like the game was officiated? Did you have any big issue with it? Not I mean, just I... from a thirty thousand foot view. I mean, what felt you felt pretty good about it. I'm sure I like said, "Oh man, there was contact there, mm-hmm. or travel, or something." A few, I don't, but I don't remember. Anything. Nothing really stood out. Okay, I don't remember. What anything. about the? Did you like? Because in a way, I did. I wish I wish something would have been called, but I also liked that the way that they let them play the last free throw attempt with all the pushing and shoving and. You arm wrestling and things like that for the for the ball and position and things like that. There wasn't a foul on the. You didn't see a foul at the end. I didn't notice one. Yeah, if there was one. Yeah, but I mean, I liked how they. I mean, they. Everybody understood what was going to happen there. You're you're trying to you're trying to. If I'm an official, I'm expecting that, and I probably am going to let that be a little more physical. Yeah, that's going to send somebody to the free throw line just because somebody got just a little 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 bit more. uh, excited uh somebody says this off the uh chat line pop is our best freshman since jay jackson oh man jay was pretty good mm-hmm. yeah that's that that might be fair yeah. different kind of player but um pop more about the three jay was great at getting to the rim and being a distributor and he could also knock down some threes for you too but pop's a better just pure shooter this from the Yates Warning Center chat line would you agree baylor is a must win if we want to have a shot at the ncaa tournament um. Well, that, feels like all your home games. Sure, you you almost you, you just you got to be Yeah, it's gonna be so hard to win on the road. No doubt, you, you almost have to. No, no uh, doubt. I also feel like um and and going back to Amac a little bit. He looked uh, he looked a little bit out of shape, which you would expect, right? Hmm. Um. <laughs> uh, buddy that I was watching the game with suggested maybe he had spent some of the NIL money over at Spanky's eating cheese logs. I don't know. <laughs> cheese logs. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, hard to call those things sticks. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> They're phenomenal. Right. Uh, but I'm anxious to see what he can do when he gets in a little bit better shape. Not uh, totally understanding that he had a broken foot and, mm-hmm. you know, not like he can do a lot of running, but right. um, he's going to get in better shape as he goes along. But yeah, he's, he's an interesting player to me. I, I didn't necessarily play the style I expected. Um, but uh, yeah, anxious to see what he can do moving forward and how that helps the team. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Take your thoughts, comments on the Yates Morning Center chat line. Uh, this, calling it now, Tech will finish the Big 12 play 9-4 and four to finish 9-9. Nine and nine. Woo! Wow. This team is finally getting health-ish. There's, that, there's truth to that. And they are clearly figuring out the defense. The Twin Tower lineup is lethal. You like that? The Twin Tower of Bacho and uh, Amag? It's lethal? That's what this guy's saying. Uh, teams will have a nightmare trying to figure out how to guard that. It gave Texas fits, and they're one of the taller teams in the conference. Maybe if you said it will be lethal. Okay. But what we saw the other night, you thought Daniel Bacho's performance was lethal? That's what this guy's saying. I'm, I'm not saying that. Yeah. Maybe potentially lethal. Potentially lethal. I'll, potentially. I'll buy into. Okay. Potentially lethal. Uh, Bacho uh, did not have any points and fouled out and had one rebound in 19 minutes of work, uh, two assists and three turnovers. Mm, you know, his his plus minus was negative eight. And he led the team in that. That's not not what you want to see. Yeah, and, and there's it's a lot of words to describe that. Lethal was not one of them. Yeah, right. Uh, Red Raiders shot 24 of 60. But I, but I agree. If he's saying that it has the potential to be really mm-hmm. good, I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, if you if you finish nine and nine at at this point with the way the this Big Twelve conference is, um, yeah, you're you're going to the NCAA tournament. Okay. So here's another crazy comment from me. You've already said I was crazy once. I've been called an idiot this morning. So that's I'm it's a, I'm on no, par. No, no, no. You just he said you said it like an idiot. Said it like an idiot. Yeah, that doesn't mean you're an idiot. Okay. Um, I continue to think this. Um, while while you have a team that's five and zero, and you have three teams that are four and one, I don't think anybody is just like man unstoppable in the Big Twelve, Jamie. Or does all that kind of none of that really matters now because you're zero and five and. 10 and 7. Yeah, I mean, you're not really paying that much attention to what Kansas and Iowa State and Kansas State and TCU and Texas are doing. I guess my point is I feel like that that, that these teams top to bottom are so even that despite records, okay, truly on any given day, anybody can win. And that you don't have to play perfect to beat a team in the top half. I think you're good enough to beat some of those teams. I mean, if you look at, I mean, Texas, TCU, Kansas, those were all games against the top half where you were right there with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, possession. Yeah. I mean, Kansas has played a lot of close games in Big 12 play. I mean, you've struggled in those close games. Kansas has found a way to get it done in those close games. So um, 
I guess your your point is somewhat valid in that none of them are so dominant that you'd feel like you don't have a chance anytime you step out on the court with them. That's fair. Yeah. I, I, but I mean, I, I'm not looking at any of them and going, okay, well, I think we can catch this team. They're five and zero, but they're not that good. You just forget about that. I mean, to me, you're forgetting about the Big Twelve standings and all that. You're just trying to put enough wins together to try to make a resume to get yourself into the NCAA tournament now. Mm-hmm. Where you don't have to win the Big 12 Conference in the postseason uh, tournament to advance mm-hmm. on. You always could do that, too. Yeah. That would be it fun. Makes it really hard, you know, but... But to your point of nobody's unbeatable, mm-hmm. maybe you can do that. I mean... Maybe you match up with a team that's better than you that maybe doesn't have the motivation that says, hey, we don't really need to win this. Yeah. I mean, Kansas plays a game with Iowa State. I didn't see any of it. It was a two-point game. But here's here's the point about this This that I was just trying to make is they had they celebrated their 125-year history. They brought anybody that was alive that had any significance to the program, including former coaches, back to the arena, and, and all they could do was muster out a two-point victory. So, I mean, you had emotions at an all-time high, and then sometimes, you know, those to get – and yeah, sometimes that goes the opposite it, way. It gets, it's it gets a distraction. Yeah, right. The, you could you could make that case. My, but my, at the my, same time, I don't know if the players had any care about old guys being there. Maybe not. Maybe if Wilt was there. Well, he's you know he's not he's not available. <laughs> he's expired. He's not available. Yes. He's not. He's not. He's not available. If he was available, he could use his COVID year to come back and play a little bit. Oh, yeah, he, he. I think he left. Some eligibility there when he left. Um, uh, this uh, from the uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Somebody disagrees with you about uh, Amac being out of shape. He said, to me, he looked pretty good for having just come out of the boot and in his first game. Yeah, look, basketball shape, I mean, no no question. I saw now dragging as he, he ran up and down the court. and I saw no dragging as he ran up and down the court and played decently on defense. I, I would agree with I would agree with that he played decently on defense. I, I I just think he's gonna be quicker here in a few weeks than he is right now. Yeah, I mean it's it's just natural. I mean when you yeah, haven't he, played for Yeah, and he, he broke his foot, he's gotta get in game shape, right? Yeah, right. If he just started practicing like they said this week. Thursday, right. It's gonna it's gonna take a while. That's why that's why teams practice like a month before the season starts. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> There's a reason they do to, that. Be able to get up and down the floor, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. Get up and he, he and did you see how much coach was subbing him out a ton? Okay, probably because he couldn't go that long without yeah. getting taken out, without losing his breath. Yeah, he needed to get a just needed to get you know catch his breath. Yeah, I think he's going to be even better than he was mm-hmm. the other night because I think he's gonna mm-hmm. he's gonna be better conditioned in a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I wasn't being negative towards him. That's expected after you've broken a foot and you've been in a boot and you haven't been playing. You break a foot and break a foot and be in a boot and see how you yeah. do getting around. Well, I mean, the texter is, is sticking up for him, but I don't think I've said anything bad. Yeah. I just, he's as expected. That's mm-hmm. why I didn't expect him to be able to play mm-hmm. this fast if he just started practicing. Yeah. The fact that he got out there and gave you what he did was... Uh, I mean, I thought really impressive, mm-hmm. but I just think he's going to be even better in a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. In a few weeks is all you got left. I mean, because it's the middle of January. Well, you got a few weeks and then you got February. Yeah, you got two, you got about six weeks left. I mean, yeah. you got, I mean, you got 13 games left. You got to make the most of them. Sure. 13 games left plus the tournament. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, this. Remember the Big 12 is the top conference in the country. Most likely eight teams will make the tournament. Right. I understand that. And uh, Right now you're not in the top eight. Right. <laughs> right now you're you're battling for 12th <laughs> or 10th. Battling for 10th. I'm going to go tied for 9th. Okay. Tied for 9th. Yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah. Right. Tied for Aren't ninth. Aren't you tied for ninth? You tied for ninth. With West Virginia? Yeah, and actually actually well, technically not even that because K State, Texas, and T and I, Iowa State are tied for second. So that's two, three, four. So TCU is fifth. Baylor's tied for seventh. Oklahoma State is eighth, and you're tied for ninth, right? Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we made that difficult. I just wanted to There are two that. teams at the bottom of the conference that right. have not won a game yet. You could say they were tied for tied 10th, for or you could say they're tied for 9th. Tied for 9th, yeah. That's I, was, to... I was trying to be funny and we... be positive. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly didn't need to go through that exercise. Uh, <laughs> this is this, and this is... Although, that was, I thought that was pretty good analysis. Well, there, actually, right? you're, there's oh. 2, 3, and 4, and TC is 5. <laughs> <laughs> we get down to it. Oh, yeah, they're tied for 9th. Just start from the bottom, yeah. Chuck. <laughs> Work your way up. <laughs> Somebody's in 12th, and somehow we only have 10 teams yeah. in the league. Right. Maybe next year we'll have, who knows what we're going to have next year. Maybe we're going to find hope, out tomorrow. Let's hope we're not tied for 12th. Right. Right. Uh, 824 this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, unfortunate news for uh, Jared Culver yesterday. He got released by the Atlanta Hawks, mm-hmm. or waived, waived by the Atlanta Hawks. I'm sure there's some contractual differences there between waived and released, but um, he'd uh, played for them about 10 games this year, 4.4 points, 3.8 rebounds. He was uh, the sixth pick in the 2019 draft. And um, since that time, he's played for the Timberwolves, the Grizzlies, and the Hawks, averaging 6.5 points a game and just under three rebounds and a little over an assist a ball game. So um, hopefully he'll latch on with somebody or, or uh, he may have to go over and play across the pond, so to speak. Yeah, I hope so. Seems like he's going to be a good guy off the bench for somebody, so hopefully he'll be able to find a new gig. Uh, Brian says this, laughing out loud, listening to Chuck work simple math out loud. No? You're right. I mean, that's... Well, at least he didn't answer Arkansas, Brian. <laughs> right. I mean, I got the answer right. I just kind of had to work it out on the chalkboard inside just, my head. He had to stew over it for a few minutes. <laughs> This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.